everybody. Welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm here today to share what I believe within my full self. God wants you to hear. And I have to say, I have met with incredible resistance just to be here. I have been going through things to try to do these videos. I actually did an entire video and it vanished. And I do it the same as I do it for my last 570 videos, nothing different. So that tells me this is a special message for many of you. And I hope for everybody that's going to hear this, I'm just going to say it out. And you know, in a way, I'll tell you when it vanished, I said in the past, I would have been, oh, I would have been all over the place. I said, that's fine. That's cool because I'm just going to do it again. And I'm going to do it better than I did last time. In fact, I'm going to say more about what I really wanted to say than I did last time. And that's not to poke the enemy in the eye, but because I love Jesus Christ and I belong to him and you belong to him and he wants you to be free. Jesus wants you to be free. And so I'm going to pray. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come in the name of the Lord. And I ask you to bless this recording, that, Lord, you will be heard in it, that the powers of darkness be bound, that the enemy will not be allowed to interfere with the technology in any way, shape, or form, or the airways. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to have the preeminence to go forth before me and to speak unto your own people and to take this imperfect vessel. And Lord, you perfect that which concerns me and quicken me, Lord God, in your word. And I pray you quicken your word into every single person, Lord God, that has been dragging along in their life, that they feel, Lord God, that there's something that just keeps stopping them, that keeps holding them back. And no matter what they do or how hard they try, that they kept being held down or sabotaged. And now, therefore, I ask you to touch my mouth just like you touched the mouth of Daniel and you gave him understanding. I pray you touch the hearts of all of your people. Just like Moses said, these are your people. I ask your presence to go with me. And you said, my, I, and he said, if you've known my name, then let your presence go with me. Lord, you know my name. And just like you knew Moses' name, you said, I do know your name and my presence will go before you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I'll, my Bible's back there. I'll grab it if I need it. Yesterday, I watched a video that was sent to me by a good a friend, a sister in the Lord who is advanced up the road more than me. So if she sends me anything, I watch it, I, I read it. And this was a documentary and the documentary was called My Nazi Family. And My Nazi Family, The Silent History. And it had to do with these children that have been there, they traced their ancestry back to Nazi officers and men in the army that came under that powerful NS ideology of pure hatred and anti-Semitism. 
And these, and there's three people, there's two men and a woman, and they are beautiful German people. And it's about how over the whole nation of Germany since World War II, there's been a shadow cast over the nation. And although there has been so much talk and reconciliations and understandings and healings through the many decades, there's something that didn't happen. It was with the children and the children's children that became indifferent. Not that they, and they, they expressed it well. It's not that we didn't love Jew, like Jewish people or dislike them or Israel. We, we love the Jewish people, but we had an indifference to the Holocaust. And see, I'm going to talk about the Holocaust, but I want this to permeate deeper into your life, into your life. Because you are not perhaps a child of an officer or somebody in the Holo a, a Nazi army, but there you have things in your family line. And yes, I'm going to talk about family generational curses. And, you know, before I even get going on that, let me just make a mention here before I even dare to get started. Back in the late 90s, when all of a sudden all this curse breaking was coming through, and I do believe in generational curses, and I do believe in certain individuals that were pioneering it into that generation in the 90s, they were right on. But then it became marketed. Next thing you know, there was conferences. And next thing you know, there was big, multi, like hundreds of people and giant groups repeating endless words of sin and iniquities and every kind of filthy practice of darkness to break generational curses. I went there. I was there. I went to one. We just sat there having stapled papers given to everybody. And we had to all stay together in unison. Because according to the minister that time, at that time, I don't have time to get to each and every one of you. But if you repeat these words, God will break all the generational curses. You know what? I knew that my family from both sides of my parents, that there were things in their terrible lives and things that I knew in the lives before them. But that was where it ended. But I know enough that there were generational curses that were profoundly affecting me and my children. And so here I am. I mean, this is back in the late 90s, 97, 98, I don't know. And here I am with a friend. And here we are with a bunch of other people. And we're going, okay, in unison, uh, since we cannot be personally ministered to. So we were under the idea that we had to be led by a minister in order to get before the Lord and to confess the sins of our fathers and mothers. I mean, it even says sins of our mothers. This is David even says, um, about it, uh, I believe it's chapter nine of Psalms. It says, he has blot not out the sins of their fathers nor the sins of their mothers. And so we know that there is these double lines that are in you. And so we don't know what goes beyond them back into some origin or who was it that started, who opened the door to witchcraft or who opened the door to murder or whatever the sins or multiple sins. And so in order to do this big, sweep everybody repeat it Pete after me and so we sat there and it was like all it was was pages full of words and a million commas and voices that were dead sounding 
adultery, fornication, lying, whispering, cheating, stealing, backbiting. And I mean, I wasn't even down half the page. And by the time we were done, I was like getting exhausted and I left empty. And I would venture to say everybody else did too. And then I went on and I read books and they were good. You know, there was a good book. I loved the book that Derek Prince put out. You know, a lot of people are down on Derek Prince, but they got him wrong and they're calling him some false prophet or something. But I love him. And there's this thought that everybody's believing. They're saying, oh, Derek Prince believes that uh, Christians can be possessed. That's a new thing. Don't you dare believe it. That man never, ever. And I watched everything he ever made, mostly. And I've read his books. And he made it very clear. Christians cannot be possessed by demons. But we can be oppressed by the enemy, by spirits. And there's different levels of oppression. So be very careful about what you're saying about Derek Prince. So. I appreciate him for the work that he pioneered for us. Um, but I'll stop right there because I know that some people have their own ideas about him, but I have to give credit where credit is due. So back to what I was saying. So I went on and I started to see through the years as it was going on, I saw people who would come to me and talk to me. And um, I'm always engaging people all the time. And and I've led people through curse breaking. and. Um, but the majority of people I've ever spoken to have always said, you know, I keep going, I keep repetitively going through curse breaking and nothing ever changes. So let me get back to this because this is so unlike me because I don't discredit curse breaking. I just didn't want to do that anymore. And you know what I did? I went alone and I did it. I said, I don't need to do that. I, can, I, I know what's going on with my family. And I started to lead myself in my own curse breaking. No one helped me. I had one that helped me. Because Jesus is the only one that can get down to the bottom of your heart. And reveal things to you. No one can. And I went with so much resistance. When I watched this video yesterday, I was put out into a powerful sleep. I couldn't resist. And when I woke up, I got halfway through the video and I woke up. And the music was playing. And I was like, what? I mean, I felt like somebody put me under anesthesia. It was that powerful. And then I knew, aha, the enemy does not want me to watch this because it's the last probably quarter of the video that will speak to you. But this is what the video was about. There was these, it was back in World War II. There were more than 13 million soldiers that served in the German army. And when they were done serving, they all went back home to their lives. They went on and had children, but there was a silence and nothing was ever said. And so there's these generations that came out of them. And like the psych, the psychotherapist, there was three people, three people in this documentary, a woman and two men and the psychotherapist is a woman. And she said, I, I have, I was uh, talking to people in their fifties, sixties, seventies, all of which said they never had a relationship with their fathers or grandfathers, I should say, that they were all cold. There was nothing. And consequently, they had children and their children went on with this indifference of what this horrible Holocaust was. Now, they said, we don't have anything against 
Israel or the Jews. We, we like them. But when it came to what happened to them, they all said, and I'm just collectively saying it for them because I don't want to go so many different things that they were saying. You can watch it. The link is below. But they collectively said that they were cold and indifferent to what the Jews went through. And one of the men said, he said, there was something in me that I would, when I would correct somebody, this is a nice man, like he's calm speaking. And he said, when I would correct somebody, he said, I would destroy them. He said, I would correct them to the degree that they would be destroyed. And he said, I hurt so many people, but I didn't know what that was in me. Another woman, the psychotherapist, she said, and she's this calm, educated, lovely girl. She says, we're Christians. We have missionaries in our family, but there was something in me. She said, when a baby would cry or yell, she said, I would want to slap them. She said, I didn't know what was wrong with me. This other man was talking about how his family was wrecked and destroyed. I think another one of them said their family was just not a family at all. There's alcoholism and there's drug abuse. And there's all these sins. It's just shattered families of the children that are descendants of these Nazis. And so it's such a beautiful story of how the Holy Spirit starts working in each one of their lives. Like I was saying, I was doing these big, not I was doing big conferences. I went to one thing and I was watching everything. And you know what? It all died down. And then it became like something like a circus. And you know what? People just melted away from it. So this one man was saying, the first man you'll see, he spoke about having him and his wife had a little girl. And from the womb, she couldn't even speak. She couldn't say any words. And four years later, he said, oh, she could say a word here and there, but there, there was no meaning to it all. He said, and one day, she's in, she's in the car. My wife and I are in the car. We're driving. And all of a sudden, our little four-year-old daughter say, says in perfect words, I think all Jews should be killed. And they, he said, we were devastated. And I believe God used that little girl and allowed her to be silent and to say those words on purpose as a sign to say, your silence, your veiled silence, the veiled silence of your forefathers who murdered and killed and all that wickedness. They never repented of it. And yet there are these this thread, this long, dark thread, some long, dark hand that's coming out from the past, moving through the generations. One woman, the woman said, after she said, after, you know, when she, she was experiencing, when that feeling, when that thing came over her, where she said, I wanted to slap that baby that was crying. She said, not long after that, my aunt came and she was visiting me and she said, Carolyn, that was her name, Carolyn. She said, did you know that our that your grandmother was a warden in a concentration camp for little children? 
20,000 little children. She was the warden of it. At the end of the war, only 800 survived. And so she started to see, God started to let her see what was in her. And not because she was a sinner. She was a Christian at this time. She said, we had missionaries in our family. You know, she said, I felt like my grandmother's sin, like she was dwelling in me in her sin. I never heard anybody ever put it that way. That woke me up. See, because it's not that she was sinning. It's that thing, that sin, that became part, in a sense, of her DNA. I mean, who wants to live with that living in you? And so these men were explaining what what felt like something was living in them. I mean, does that speak to you? It speaks to me. Because I think there's things here and there that's very little still now. But they're living in me. I'm just being honest with you. And I was so glad that God began to part that light upon me. After all these years since the 19, late 1990s. I don't, I don't ever doubt that God visits the, let, let me rephrase this. I absolutely believe in generate, that there are generational curses. And I absolutely believe in confessing the sins of our four parents but not to go down a list with a bunch of people you see it's that silence that is what that video was about yeah there was this national healing one of the men said oh we got through it as a people we became educated we met we studied we learned we reckon we had reconciliation he said but there was something missing it was the children of those Nazi officers, he said, one of them, one of the men said, I found out that my father, my grandfather was a sniper. Another one said, my grandfather, he had two grandfathers. And he said, one of them was at the Ukraine and he was sent there. And he was one of the men that was responsible for starving out millions in Ukraine, not letting them have food and allowing millions of them to die. He was part of that. Another one said, um, who became born again, and he was an alcoholic, and he became born again, this German man, this young man. And he said after he got saved, alcoholism broke off of him. And he said he started, he looked back, and he started searching, and he found out that his great-grandfather was an executioner, a murderer. And he said, that is why. And he just exclaimed it on his own. He said, that is why my whole family were alcoholics and drug addicts. See, it's this silence that God is dealing with in the individual lives of people that say we were indifferent. There was only silence. And he said, and he was talking, one of them was talking about Leningrad. He said, my great grandfather went to Leningrad and he was one of the men responsible for pulling out all the Jews out of their house, making them homeless, kicking them out. And so that the Nazi officers can take over their homes. Many of them died. 
And so he said, I, I got a hold of his writings. I, he said, I, I started researching him in the German government and I came up with his writings and I was reading them and I saw where he said that he worshiped Adolf Hitler as the savior of Germany. And so people, all of his children, children's children, all these people just went on in this silence, indifferent, cold. But they're, like the woman said, I felt like my grandmother was living in me by her sin. I have never heard anybody put it that way. And that so spoke to me. The Lord wants you to be free. And it's very personal. And let me be very clear. Whoever in your family, they're gone now and they died in their sin, They're, they died in the mold like hot wax, like pouring iron, molten iron into a cast and it cools. They died in their sin. And there is no forgiveness for them. But there is a curse that follows on. I saw one time there was two sides. There was a whole list of people, genealogy of two different men. One man was a murderer and it went all the way back into like the early 1800s. And so a genealogy was done by a, a researcher and every single person, man and woman born, were murderers, robbers prostitutes, drug addicts, early death, diseases. On this side was a missionary man and all the way from that same era and every child, man and woman, pastors, missionaries, beautiful people who held posts for Christ and to this modern day. You see, Satan's a hider. And he likes to bury himself deep within this long, dark thread. Now, these three people were touched by the Lord. They had to be broken. And I'll tell you something. I was so moved to see them broken. This one man said, everybody in our family, every, every single person died of stomach cancer. He said, but there was a day I was in Warsaw because I found out that's where my grandfather went when he was responsible, responsible for, the, for the death of hundreds of thousands of people. And I went there with a certain gentleman who owns March of Life. And that's what this website is, this this ministry. He said, I met with him and a word, the word went out to all these German offspring 
that are born again Christians. And they all met on a certain day in Warsaw just to march in the very place where all that death was, where his family, where his great grandfather was or grandfather. But then at the same time, the Jews all showed up. A lot of Jews showed up and they were repenting and they were confessing. And the Jewish people and the German people were hugging each other. And there was tears flowing because God is a God of reconciliation. He wants you to be reconciled. He wants us to be free. And this man, he said that the night, the day before he or the day or something like that, you'll watch it. He said something to this effect that he was in Warsaw. He was getting ready to march, but he said he was so ill in his stomach. But he was something happened where God revealed to him some things and he began to weep and he confessed the sins he said i confessed the sins that my grandfather did and as i began to do that he said i felt something break off of me and i never he said and i was free and i never had another stomach ache again the psychologist the woman psychologist she said the same thing. She said she did not want her grandmother living in her. Well, she's dead, gone, but that sin. She said it was like her grandmother living in her by that sin. She said when she broke and she confessed what her grandmother did, she said the same word. She said, I felt something break off of me. She said two weeks later, I was had a phone call. She said that not that NS ideology broke off of me. So did that other man. He said that NS ideology broke off of me. And so this girl said, this woman, beautiful woman, sister, she said two weeks later, I was given a call and I was asked by a certain uh, foundation, would you come and work with our children? Look at how Jesus turned that around. What if she had never prayed that? What if that was never made known to her? And all these people that were being reconciled, this happened in 2008, 2012, but it, I believe it's still happening now. You see, God wants us to be reconciled. He wants forgiveness. God loves forgiveness. Satan hates forgiveness. And there is something to it. It says in Exodus chapter 20, it says, for God will visit the sins of the father, uh, the iniquity of the the sins and iniquity of the father to the third and fourth generation. And the woman said, I believe the longer it goes, the longer it goes, the worse they get. And then there's another side to it. You see all the Jews offspring, the Holocaust offsprings, uh, spring children that went on, um, had other children. And then so it went to the third and fourth generation. And she was saying in her research that there were so many Jews that obviously were never in the Holocaust. They were far removed from it, but so many of them were coming forward saying, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm always so sorrowful. So many tell her, I have dreams of being in a concentration camp and it's real, I could even smell it. Do you understand? So on one hand, there's the sins of the iniquity of the fathers, what they did 
being confessed and broken, but then there's the healing of those that there's this long thread of sorrow that needs healing. So let this speak to you today. It's not about banging out a bunch of words in some format. It's as simple as what I even did this morning. I went to Jesus and I said, Lord, let's begin the proceedings and shine your light in me. You are the revealer. And I want to be free. Do you want to be free? I know you do. You know, I watched a little video the other day and it was a beautiful little video and it was comforting. And at the end of it, there was a little poll, which I thought was kind of surprising. And it was a little poll that said, um, which one do you want? Asking a poll. And it said, travel, wealth, um, travel, wealth, uh, whatever. And one of them said peace. And each, and the one that said peace had this long line. You know how it shows little like measurements and everybody chose peace. Jesus has peace for you. And whatever's living inside of you right now is coming out. And there's nothing Satan can do about it. I know. Because I know him. And Jesus is here to make you free. No matter what anything looks like. And he will lead you to know just what to say. Just go to him. You may not know what the sins of your parents or family was. But you may. Because there's trashed homes and families and marriages that go back to more trashed homes and families. My own family was a trashed home. There was no love. But my mom and dad came from very sad backgrounds. And from what I understand, so did their parents. Both. Both of them. Something like a long, dark arm stretching forth through the generations. Watch the video. It may be about the Holocaust. That terrible tragedy. But Jesus knows you. And he's here to make you free. Because he's quick to forgive. And to pardon. And to make whole. In Nehemiah it says, but thou art a God ready to pardon. Gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And won't forsake you. But whatever that is in you, that's living in you. It's time for it to go.
I'm going to stop here and I'm going to let you watch that video and let Jesus speak to your heart and stir you up to go to him and he will break that off of you forever. The Lord go with you.